holy angels and the presence of the Lamb and their smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. This is the God of the Bible that says to John, write. I want the people to know the end of those who reject my love gift, Jesus Christ. God said, These shall drink of the wine of the wrath of me, a holy God, which will be poured out without any mixture, meaning it'll be full blast. And they shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the angels, in the presence of the Lamb. The Bible says in the 19th of Revelation these words. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that received the mark of the beast, and them which worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of Satan. This is the end of the enemy. He's going to be cast in the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. The horrible part is, whosoever is not found written in the book of life is going to stay and stand before a holy God. The Bible says that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is the Christ to the glory of God. In that day, there will not be any atheists. In that day, there will not be any agnostics. In that day, everyone will recognize that Jesus is the Christ and cry it out to the glory of God. And they're going to have to do it before they're judged. And then the God of the Bible will be able to say, your name. And Jesus said in the seventh chapter of Matthew, verse 21 to 23, many will say to me in that day, what day? The great white throne judgment. Many will say, listen to it. Lord, Lord, I preached the truth of the Bible prophesied in thy name. There's been a mistake. I'm supposed to be in heaven. I'm not supposed to be here. Jesus said, then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, worker of iniquity, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Get out. Lord, another group's going to scream out, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I cast out demons in your name. I did it in your name, and you can't cast out a demon unless you do it in the name of Jesus, the blood that was shed. They're not lying. They're telling the truth. That didn't make him a Christian. I did it in your name. Get out. I never knew you. This is not the Lamb of God now. This is the Lamb of wrath. The Lamb of wrath sits on the throne. The Bible says, In the heaven and the earth flee from the presence of him that sitteth on the throne from the wrath of the Lamb. The third group's going to say, Lord, I did wonderful works in your name. Please. There's a mistake. Get out. Get out. I never knew you. And I, as a Christian, am going to have to stand behind that great white throne and I'm going to watch people by the millions, one by one, stand before Jehovah God the Son.
so are you, Christian. And all of a sudden, there comes your neighbor. The neighbor sees you behind the throne. You had many opportunities to tell him about Jesus. You never opened your mouth. God said, write it, Ezekiel, son of man. I've made thee a watchman over the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word of the Lord by my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if he warn that wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. God says, Christian, if you don't warn the wicked from his wicked way, I'm going to require their blood at thine hand. I heard a great evangelist say this once, and I cried. He says, there you stand, Christian. All of a sudden, God arranges for you to be right in the front row because there comes the one God told you to witness to, and you never opened your mouth. There they are. And they see you, and he says, they start to scream, as they will. Why didn't you tell me? He says, you have no answer, so you look down into your utter horror. Your hands are filled with red blood and their names written all over it. John or Mary. You can't wipe it off. God shall wipe away all tears from the Christian's eyes. There's going to be crying there. There's going to be weeping. For we as Christians are going to have to judge the world. Sinner friend here tonight, you hear me. God says, I love you so much. I have given heaven's best. I allowed my only begotten son to leave that glorious place that I have up there called paradise. And I allowed him to come to this earth. I allowed him to be born of a virgin. I allowed him to live for 33 and a half years. I allowed him to that day be taken by those ruthless, hateful people and stripped to the waist and have his hands tied together and his body bent over in an arch position. And God can say, and I allowed those ones to take that scourging whip that had pieces of flint and stone in it that was so long that when it wrapped around a body, it wrapped completely around. And as gravity would pull it down, they would yank it so that they would shred the body from here to here. Many a man had their bowels gushed out and died under the scourge, and it was so horrible. And God said, I allowed my son to take that. And I allowed them to take my son after they lacerated his body so horribly to take him and to take and pluck the hair off of his face. And with it went chunks of skin as they obviously pulled a beard. And then God says, I allowed them to take a bamboo pole and I allowed them to beat his face beyond recognition because God said, write it, Isaiah. When they get through beating my son, he won't even look like a member of the human race. He'll be so disfigured. 
and I allowed them to take that horrible crown of thorns that were six to eight inches long, lay it on his brow, perhaps with a Roman soldier's helmet, jam it. He said, I allowed my son to try to carry that huge, heavy Roman gibbet we call a cross up that hill. But he had lost so much blood, he didn't have the strength. Simon the Cyrene was pulled out of the crowd and said, help him. And together the cross was carried to Calvary. And God said, I allowed them to strip my son naked. He didn't have a loincloth, all his bones showed, completely naked. I allowed them to pound those spikes into his hands and into his feet, and the pain was excruciating. I allowed them to tie that hands to the cross because when they dropped the cross in the hole, they didn't want the body to pull through the nails. I allowed them to drop that cross in that hole that was three to four feet deep so the pelvis and the shoulder bones would come out of joint and they were helpless. When they were taken down, their arms were out of joint, they couldn't crawl, and they busted the legs of the crucified so they couldn't walk. I allowed my son to be hung there for nearly six hours. He hung in that horrible, painful position. In fact, it was so horrible that 20 top athletes were tied to Roman gibbets called crosses as an experiment. They were tied there, hands and feet with a little platform for the heel. Not one of them lasted. 10 minutes. They begged to be taken down. The pain was so excruciating. Their lungs were collapsing. The only part that touched the cross were the shoulders, and they had to fight to breathe. The pain just tore their body, and he hung there almost six hours. Pilate was amazed that he died so soon. One medical doctor in our days said it was amazing he lasted so long. There he hangs. God said, I allowed him to. The angels were there. There were over 72,000 angels in that group up there waiting for the word. One angel destroyed 185,000 fighting men in one night in the Old Testament. Sanrak Gerib's entire army. Over 72,000 waiting. God said, I held him back. I said, no. My son has to die. He said, then came the most horrible part for my son and for me. At the end of that almost six hours, my son took in his body the sins of the world, your stinking sins and mine. And God said, when I saw it, I had no other choice. I poured my wrath out on my son. The earthquake and shook, and I heard my son scream, my God. My God, why have you forsaken me? God said I had to turn my back on my own son because I, a holy God, cannot look at sin. Jesus said it's finished. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. God said I had to hear that. I gave my son for you. Now God says, you have only one hope to get into my heaven. 
You reject my son, and God said, write it to the writer of Hebrews. They're stepping on the blood of my son, and they're calling his blood dirty, filthy, and unholy. God says, I'll damn them to hell forever. Upon the wicked, God said, I am going to rain snares, fire, brimstone. I'm going to give them that horrible tempest, and they shall be separated from me forever. And my son, that lamb, who was the lamb slain, is going to be revealed in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be separated forever from the glory of God in the presence of his power. God says, I and my son are going to bring judgment on them. But God says, if you will admit to me a God that made you, who is so holy I cannot even look at sin in my son and when it was in his body, and you have it on your soul, he says, if you will look to me and admit to me you're a sinner because God says you are all of sinned. And admit to me you can't save yourself and you can't because God says not by works of righteousness what you do, but by mercy I save you. My son died to give you life and that's the only way you're going to come into my heaven. This is my beloved son. Hear him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father but by me. And God says, that's right, because I've placed eternal life into my Son. And he or she that hath my Son hath life, he or she that hath not my Son hath not life. But Jesus said, I can't come in until you are willing to have a change of mind about sin. See it for what it is and say, I don't want it. Turn from sin and say, Jesus, I'll invite you in. And as many as receive Jesus, to them Jesus gives the power, the ability, the authority to become a child of God. And your name is put in the book of life. And you'll never stand before that great white throne. Sinner friend tonight, Jesus offers you eternal life. You reject it, and God guarantees you eternal damnation because he tells the truth, and he's God. Christian, if you have loved ones that aren't saved, that's the guarantee. I didn't say it. God did. And if you don't warn your loved ones and relatives, they come before that holy God, the Son. God arranges for you to stand right in the front. They look at you, and they scream it. Because in that day, the Bible says they're going to cry for the rocks and the mountains to cover them and hide them from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Please. The heavens and the earth are going to flee from the presence of him that sitteth there. Men are going to try to annihilate themselves. I don't want to have to face him. And the Bible says death shall flee from them. They have to face God. You who are Christians, you've got sons and daughters that aren't saved. And you're not missing meals, fasting and praying for their eternal soul. You're going to have to say amen when the God of heaven says, Depart, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. It is no longer a game we're talking about. We're talking eternity. As we come to the close of our service tonight, let me ask you, Christian friend, have you witnessed for Jesus? He that goeth forth, weepeth.
bearing precious seed, the good news that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again, and they can have eternal life. They'll come again rejoicing, bringing their sheaves with him. Pastors here tonight, do you see why you've got to have prayer meeting? And put your Bible study on another night, and you've got to have a night for prayer. That's their only hope, Jesus. Christian, do you want to have to stand there and say, so be it, to neighbors and friends? Say, Wes, I don't. Then I challenge you tonight. To your father, pray the prayer. I will pray in a moment and mean it as a Christian. You say, I don't want to have to face them like that. If not, then we're going to bow our heads right now in prayer. And while our heads are bowed, if there's someone could turn on the lights, I would appreciate it. While our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, if you're a Christian here tonight and you have been spoken to by God your Father, You say, Wes, I don't ever want them to point their finger at me. I don't blame you. That's exactly what I say. Then I invite you to pray this prayer in your heart, not out loud. Pray this prayer after me as a Christian and mean it. Here's the prayer. Dear Father, as I heard that skit tonight, as I heard your word tonight, I thank you for talking to me. Right now, I ask you to please forgive me for not sharing Jesus with my friends, with my relatives, with my neighbors. Tonight, I want to be that Christian that will share Jesus with those who need him. Please take my body and control it. Give me a burden for souls, a love for Jesus. Please don't let me fail now. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed in this attitude of prayer. If you prayed that prayer tonight, I'm going to ask you to quietly stand to your feet and remain standing while we pray for you. If you prayed it, Dear God, this is the miracle that you are doing in my life. 
the life of my precious brothers and sisters. Oh God, I beg you, for Jesus' sake, let the fire of thyself burn in the hearts of everyone standing tonight. That they'll go from this place determined they are going to share Jesus Christ. I claim my throne rights, Father. I accept the authority you've given me, Jesus. I now cover these dear ones that are standing to their feet with the precious blood of Jesus, and I put a hedge of blood around them. Satan, I stand against you, I resist you, and I command you to let go and leave alone those that are standing. Get out. In the name of Jesus and the blood that was shed. Holy Spirit, take over the territory the enemies had to let go of. And may these dear ones know the thrill of being controlled by thee for the glory of Jesus Christ. You may quietly be seated. And Father, I beg of you, don't let this be just an emotional moment. May this be an eternal decision. Keep on these dear Christians until they'll get into the battle and start to share Jesus. So Morden and surrounding areas will know, Jesus, you're alive. You live in us, and you want to live in the sinner if they'll accept you. One more question and we're going to be through. You're here tonight, and I talked about your home because right now you're not a Christian. You've not accepted Christ. If you die tonight, you're going to an eternal hell, and you know it. God said so. But in your heart, you desperately want to be a Christian. You want your sins washed away. You want Jesus to come in and give you eternal life. You say, oh, Wes, that's what I want. I don't blame you. At 17, I realized that's what I want. I made the greatest decision of my life in that day. If that's your desire, I'm going to invite you to pray a little prayer after me. The others, they prayed a prayer for the Christian. Now, this is a prayer for you if you would like Jesus Christ to come into your life tonight so you never have to stand before that great white throne. If that's what you want, then you pray this little prayer after me. Not out loud, but in your heart. But you mean it. Here's the prayer. Dear God, the Bible says I'm a sinner. I believe it. The Bible says I cannot save myself. I believe it. The Bible says Jesus died for my sins, that he has eternal life to give me. I believe it. Dear God, I'm sorry for my sins. I repent of my sins. Wash me clean in the blood of Jesus. Dear Jesus, I invite you into my life right now. I accept thee as my Savior and Lord. I don't want to stand before the great white throne. I want you to give me eternal life now.
I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I want to ask you this question. Did you pray that prayer? Did you mean it? You say, Wes, God knows I meant this. The best I knew how, I prayed that prayer. If you did, I'd like to have you slip your hand up as high as you can till I see it and put it down again. God bless you. And you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. All right, I see them all over the auditorium. God bless you. God bless you. I want to pray for you, dear Jesus. This means the Holy Spirit's done his work in the hearts of these dear ones. I pray that they will mean it, that they'll never be ashamed of what they've just prayed. They've made the greatest decision a human in this world can ever make. They're settling their eternal future tonight. Holy Spirit, this is your work. You do it. For Jesus' sake. I want the heads bowed and eyes closed. You people who raised your hands, and there were many of you, would you look at me just a moment? If you meant it, you say, Wes, I meant it. I honestly did. Good for you. When I did it, I meant it. Well, Jesus made it clear. He said, if you're ashamed of me in front of this sinful, adulterous generation, this world, then I'm going to be ashamed of you. Would you say, Wes, I'm not ashamed. Good. I'm glad you're not. In a moment, what we're going to do is we're going to have everybody stand. In a moment. And I want you to stand quietly. And if you raised your hand, you prayed that prayer in your heart, inviting Jesus Christ into your life, and you meant it, I want you to step up from where you are right away and come meet down here. And I'm going to ask counselors if they will join you right away. Shall we all stand together right now? Our heads are bowed in this attitude of prayer. If you mean business, you come right now and meet us down here. You step out from where you are right now. Patty, can we have the piano, please? We're going to sing just as them. Come on down, champ. God bless you. Little guy's leading the way. Good for him. You come on down. Just stand here and face the front. If you meant it, come on. They're coming. God bless you. Don't be ashamed of it. It's the greatest thing in the world. You that are Christian, isn't this the greatest thing in the world? Amen. If you meant it, come on. God bless you. Kids just line her up there. If you meant it, come on, adults. A lot of you raised your hands. Don't wait. Counselors, come on right now, please. Counselors, help me out. God bless you, pal. Let's sing the first stanza of Just As I Am without one plea. Just the first stanza. Everyone sing. If you meant business, you come right now. for you and then we're going to close it. God bless you kids. God bless you gang. All right, counselors, you're here. That's it. You can play, Patty. If you want to come, come while I talk. This is it. You've been very patient tonight. I know you're glad you came. We did that skidded camp. I sobbed like a baby. First time I heard a preach was preached one of my board members, Dr. Bill Stewart, one of the greatest preachers I've ever heard. Preached it at a Bible conference. 750 people were there, and at least two-thirds of them or more were at the altar or in the aisles. Dear God, I don't want to be one of those that misses sharing Jesus. You made a commitment tonight. In fact, for you people who didn't look, I would say 90% of the crowd were standing. You're saying, God, I mean it. 
I'm going to live for you, then I beg you to go home tonight after our prayer meeting. Go home tonight. Say, God, I meant it. Now you take charge of me. Give me a love for the book, love for prayer, and a love for Jesus. And then I know I'll have a love for souls. Your whole life will be changed. Tomorrow night we're going to make it family night if we want to put a title on it. Come, we're going to have a great time. Then afterwards, moms and dads, you stay. Kids, be here to stay for this on music. You're going to get your eyes open. And you're going to have some biblical principles that are going to be a blessing to you on how you can judge the music. Oh yeah, God has it all here. You won't have to have any mistake. Wayne and Mel will be working with you on it. Where's our prayer meeting tonight? Where are we going to prayer meeting tonight? Everybody know? Faith Christian Fellowship. The dear brother that prayed. Yes, all right. We're going to Faith Christian Fellowship. Hey, this is happening because people are praying after the service. Before the service, we're hanging on to God for miracles. How many of you would like to see the Lord just sweep all southern Manitoba with a great Holy Ghost awakening? Would you really? All right, now listen, put your hands down. We've got enough Christians right here. If we mean business, we can see it. Yes, we can. God says, just call unto me, and I'll answer thee. Listen, quickly. He said, Jeremiah, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Jeremiah says, ah, Lord, God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and stretched that arm. There's nothing too hard for thee. God says, good, I'm glad you believe that. Now call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which you can't even imagine. Let's believe God to move through this whole area for his glory. Now, here's the question. We're going to pray, and we're going to be dismissed. How many of you are willing to say tonight to the Lord, as Christians, Father, before tomorrow night, I will spend time, number one, in praying for a morning service, and second, for an awakening in southern Manitoba and in my heart. How many of you willing to pray that way? Hold them up. We're going to pray. Father, you see our hands. We're saying yes to thee. Do a miracle in the hearts of these people. May we keep this covenant. May we pray tonight, tomorrow, throughout the day that you will do just what we've asked. Father, we're asking for tomorrow night. The service will be blessed of thee beyond anything we've ever known. Pray for all of southern Manitoba and awakening will happen. And it'll start in my heart and the hearts of these precious Christians. You may put your hands down, I pray in Jesus' lovely name. Amen. Thank you for coming. God bless you. Counselors will get together with you people. Stay right put. You're dismissed. Kids are over with their program. Tomorrow night, 7.15, family night. Prayer meeting tonight in the church on the outskirts, west end of town. Thank you again for coming. Counselors, we need you quickly.